Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It is time to make some good decisions and win some bread here on the Football Cheat Sheet. I am your host, Michael Kist, and as always, here to help me keep my wallet safe, uh, my two amazing co-hosts. First up, Gina Kelly, how are we doing today? I am doing great, Kiss. Thank you. How are you? I am doing fantastic. And next up, Clairvoyant Kate, Kate Majuk of DK Nation. <laughs> we ready for the uh, divisional round, Kate? How are you doing? I think we are. I'm I'm sensing good vibes. My clairvoyancy uh, carried us through yet another week yes. and the nickname stuck. So that's really all that matters. Exactly. So today we are going to continue our recent shift to DFS lineups. We'll get into the debate surrounding the chalk plays. We'll fade some poor souls. We'll help you get the most out of your lineups this weekend. We'll also talk about some uh, betting surrounding this divisional round slate. And before we do that, a quick note, and, and please understand that we are recording at 1030 a.m. on Friday. So if news has changed or broke, please forgive us. But it's being reported that the Atlanta Falcons and Titans offensive coordinator are very serious, possibly even going steady in terms of their head coaching vacancy as talks continue to intensify between these two. It was also reported that the Eagles still have interest. But Smith looks very interested in the Falcons because he also canceled his visit with the Detroit Lions this morning. If he does land with the Falcons, of course, you're going to want to check out the Falcoholic.com for updates on that, where Gina, I'm sure your team will have it covered, right? How are we feeling about this? Actually, I think that we are all feeling really good about it. Um, I, I love the fit for Arthur Smith in Atlanta. Matt Ryan, over the course of his career, has had two head coaches, both of whom came from a defensive background. And Matt Ryan, I, I think, is a very underrated quarterback. He always puts up numbers, even when he doesn't really have the team around him. You know, the defense is usually subpar for mm -hmm. the Falcons. Mm -hmm. And um, despite investing in defensive-minded head coaches for years and years, that really hasn't changed. And so I'm really excited to see what Ryan can do with an offensive-minded head coach. And Ryan also takes a lot of hits. Arthur Smith's background as a former offensive lineman, I think, um, gives him a unique perspective on how to finally fix that, which Matt Ryan has to be really happy about. And the other thing about Arthur Smith is that the Falcons have tended to struggle in the red zone. And over the last 20 seasons, his offenses have been number one in red zone efficiency. So that in and of itself, I think, is something that Falcons fans should be very excited about. I think that he will be a great fit, and I'm really hopeful that they go ahead and close that deal and finalize it today. You hit on a really underrated aspect of all of this, and that's like a lot of these these hot new head coaching offensive mind types and whatnot, they really struggle with protections. Even, even Urban Meyer, who was hired by the Jaguars, his offensive coordinator hires have kind of, or, or their list of people they're, they're vetting, uh, really include people that understand protection. So that's something mm -hmm. that Arthur Smith doesn't need a whole lot of help with. So that's a great point there. And of course, again, 
Uh, we don't know if news will break by the time that, that this gets out, but keep yourself updated on the falcoholic.com. So look, as we get into the DFS talk here, I'll remind you once again, five-star ratings and reviews in Apple Podcasts really help the show. Tell a friend that you're enjoying all the content here at the SB Nation NFL show. Steal your girlfriend's phone. Leave a five-star review. Whatever you got to do. We really appreciate you uh, <laughs> continuing to help us blow this thing up. But either way, thank you for joining us here. And hopefully we can pay you back by winning you some scratch this week as we dig into this divisional round. We'll go right in order with the daily fantasy lineup uh, line of thought here, uh, which means we're going to start with the quarterbacks. And the choices are getting slimmer as we've been whittled down to eight teams at the at the top of the list here in terms of pricing we've got of course lamar jackson is up there and then patrick mahomes and josh allen all of them are over seven thousand. pat mahomes is right at 8k lamar jackson at 7.6 josh allen at 7.4 uh kate i'll kick it to you for this first question who do you love like if, if this is uh i guess we'll call it kill hug mary something like that uh how do, how do you kind of uh rank these three quarterbacks what a wild wild game uh this wasn't even in the show notes. kill kill hug mary um I'm marrying josh allen um i, I absolutely i i can't fathom the fact that he is uh third on this list in terms of pricing in three of the past four weeks uh exclude or well i guess you know what i'm just gonna scratch week 17 because he played half a game and still ended up with 20 fantasy points um we have zach moss who's out of the lineup uh they're going to lean on devin singletary but if you're worried about uh the Ravens secondary and their pass coverage guess what he's got a pair of legs that will go for days um he's the best value out of these guys and he's had uh, 30 or more fantasy points in each of the games that he's played. I'm sorry, 35 or more fantasy Jeez. points in each of the last full games that he's played on DraftKings. I think that value is out of its mind. Um, and he's been so consistent. So for Lamar Jackson to actually have the the leg up in pricing this week is kind of crazy to me. Yeah, that that is a bit wild. And Gina, as you look at the the cream of the crop of the the quarterbacks here, Kate says she's going to marry Josh Allen. Who are you hugging between Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes? Well, I, I the fact is, I don't want to kill either of these guys, so I would <laughs> hug them both. But the the guy that I'm going to put in my lineup is I'm probably going to splurge for Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Um, I I like the matchup against the the Browns defense, um, especially at home. I just Patrick Mahomes is very special. He is one of my favorite players to watch. Like I feel like it's a privilege to even get to watch him play football. So, yes, I will. Uh, yeah, that's that's the guy that I'm going to splurge on. Yeah, and I and I get the the allure there because I look at the Cleveland Cleveland Browns defense, and I think one of their weaknesses is the way that their deep safeties play. Like not necessarily yeah. Ronnie Harrison being bad. I think he's an excellent box safety, but when you're talking about deep coverage i mean i'm looking at andrew sandejo and i'm i'm, I'm just thinking this guy is going to get absolutely killed so i think this is a huge boat race so mm -hmm. as such i i think definitely i love the price of josh allen i'm a big lamar jackson guy but uh it's going to be hard to avoid some some patty mahomes and you know as we look at the rest of this quarterback lineup maybe you can avoid the top three. I don't think you necessarily can, but there's some good names in there. Aaron Rodgers obviously struggled the last time he played Tampa Bay, but like, who knows if that holds up because the Green Bay offense is, is really rolling in that matchup too. I think it's interesting that, that Jared Goff and Sean McVay have kind of come to loggerheads 
over the health of Goff's uh, surgically repaired thumb. Uh, Goff, mm-hmm. of course, coming in for, for John Wolford after Wolford was injured. But Goff felt that he was ready to play. Didn't, didn't really look like it. Uh, I think the big question here is, can he hold on to a football in Green Bay in that weather with that surgically surgically repaired thumb? Uh, Kate, your thoughts on like the mid-tier of quarterbacks headed into the slate? I'm not loving Jared Goff. He's no, no John Wolford for me. <laughs> we know John Wolford is the QB1 of my heart, apparently. Yes. But if I'm going to go for like one of these mid-range guys, I think it's going to be Baker Mayfield, who's just been playing lights out. Um, He's been playing better, not necessarily from a fantasy perspective, but he has had a couple of big games, put up 34 points against Baltimore, uh, 33 points against Tennessee. And I do think that this is a game that uh, I can project uh, the Chiefs will, will run the score up. And they're going to need to throw the ball. Uh, you look at their running backs even and Cream Hunt, very capable pass catcher. I think they're going to need to throw the ball in this one. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Any other notes on the quarterback uh, lineup here from either of you or really just sticking with the top three? Uh, Gina, are, are you looking at anybody else here or are you going I- with the chalk? <laughs> Yeah, I actually am. I I am looking at Aaron Rodgers because it is very different for a Los Angeles team to go into Green Bay and play in January. And the other thing is Aaron Donald is he's he hasn't been on the injury report, but he is playing through a rib injury. And um, if Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, I'm sorry, if Aaron Donald is even a step slow that's a huge advantage for Green Bay because he is just such a dominant player. And so, you know, that's something that I may be willing to take a risk on right there and put Rodgers in knowing what he can do. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's 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 who might end up helming my DFS team this week. And he's cheaper than usual because of the matchup with the Los Angeles Rams and what they've mm-hmm. been able to do with teams recently. Of course, uh, their, their defense has been fantastic. Outside corners are playing great, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Donald is playing through some stuff. So that's an interesting one. Let's move on to running back. And of course, the, the cream of the crop now that, that Derrick Henry is out of the picture is Alvin Kamara, and he's priced over $1,000 more than any other running back at 7900 Probably going to be a little chalky. He was kind of stymied by Tampa Bay throughout this season. I know in week one uh, he had a couple touchdowns, but not a whole lot of yards or average or anything like that. In the second matchup, it kind of got away from Tampa Bay early, and, and Kamara wasn't featured as much, but not a whole lot of uh, uh, production there. Kate, when you look when you look at the top of this, do you have to play Kamara or do you like some uh, some other some other sleepers maybe? Given the uh, like the the huge discrepancy here in salary, I'm totally totally out on Kamara. No, mm. thank you. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks are holding opposing rushers to 3.6 yards per attempt. I know this is a record breaking running back, but um, he hasn't knocked it out uh, knocked it out of the park by any means when facing the Bucs this season. Uh, the Bucs have a very good run defense. Uh, I believe, unless I'm to be corrected here, the Bucs will be getting Devin White back uh, this year or this week from uh, he was on the COVID list. I just think we have to consider the fact that this is not a matchup that is built for Alvin Kamara and he is not a value. Uh, so I, I'll pivot to literally any other option <laughs> on the slate at this point because the it just that i don't see the upside gina 
unlike Kate, have you uh, remembered that that Alvin Kamara is capable of putting up six touchdowns? No offense, Kate, but like obviously, <laughs> the, the, it's still scary to be like I'm all the way out on on Kamara. Are you as confident uh, in being out on uh, Gina? Well, you know, I mean, the Falcons play the Saints obviously twice a year, so I'm I'm thoroughly familiar with what Kamara can do. Uh, we the Falcons also play the Buccaneers twice a year, and this defense is pretty formidable. I would not spend this kind of money on Kamara this week. I think that they're going to really cue in on him. Um, I would probably look instead to Nick Chubb um, because the Chiefs have been susceptible to giving up chunks on the ground. And I think that, you know, he's been one of the better backs in the in the league this season. So if I'm going to invest, you know, close to seven grand and a running back. I think that Chubb is probably where I'd put my money. Let, let's kind of look at some of the value plays that maybe we can get. I, I think that one that I really like at 5,700 is Cam Akers of the Los Angeles Rams. And just look, look at this volume that he's getting. It's really turned up for him. Uh, the last mm-hmm. five weeks, 21 carries, 29 carries, 15 carries, 21 carries, 28 carries. Went for 131 yards last week and a touchdown along with 45 receiving yards. Week before that, he had 52 receiving yards. So he is obviously the feature back for the Los Angeles Rams. They are struggling to throw the ball. We're not sure if Jared Goff can even hold on to the football in in this weather and be effective. So it seems like he is going to get uh, a lot of work in this one. As long as it's kind of particularly close. Game script could really hurt the the Rams in this one as far as a rushing attack if Green Bay points puts up points early. But Kate, as you look at kind of like the mid-range guys, do you agree with me on Acres or are you looking somewhere else? I like Acres from a volume perspective. Um, fifty seven hundred, that's not bad. If I'm really looking to save though, I think you have to look down, uh, scroll a bit further, find your Kareem Hunt at forty eight hundred. I think Kareem Hunt uh He's just been such a huge value throughout these uh, this entire back half of the season here. Uh, he's not the featured back necessarily in Cleveland, but uh, he is a very capable weapon. We see him utilized heavily in the red zone. I, I just don't understand the the pricing there, and I think it's very hard to find that kind of upside at that, that value of a price. Because, I mean, running backs below him on the list, Jamal Williams, uh, Darwin Thompson, Latavius Murray, Gus Edwards. Who's going to pass at that kind of value? I I don't know. Are either of you looking at these Tampa Bay running backs like I am and just saying avoid, avoid, avoid because we we really don't know, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't don't know if Ronald Jones is going to be healthy enough to do anything. And um, also the Saints are just really tough to run the ball against. And so, yeah, I don't feel good about either of those guys, no matter what Fournette did last week. Yeah, okay. I, I agree there. Let's move on. To wide receiver. Kate, how about another game of kill, hug, Mary? <laughs> we'll go with uh, another group of guys that are over 7K. There are three wide receivers over that value. It's Devontae Adams of the Packers at 8,600. Tyreek Kill at 8,000. Stephon Diggs at 7,300. As you look at those three, who's 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 the bay here? I'm uh, clearly just obsessed with values today. But for me, it's got to be Stephon Diggs. He's been essentially matchup proof throughout this season. He gets such such high volume, um, you know, ten plus targets in uh, three of the last five games over the last two weeks. Seventeen targets. There's just so much volume there. You've got Cole Beasley a little banged up. He did return last week, but 
the volume is going to be there. And I, I think that, you know, especially with the fact that uh, they've got Zach Moss out, I don't expect them to just hand Devin Singletary, uh, you know, 15, 17 carries. He's going to be looking for digs. They have this, uh, I don't know if you've seen all the film, God, they're, they're just the cutest of best friends, but <laughs> that makes for really good football. Yeah. Um, and they, they clearly have a, a very good connection that I don't think is going to be stifled by the Baltimore Ravens because you, you can't you can't shake brotherhood. But I'm going to I'm going to hug Tyreek Hill. Are you going to hug Tyreek Hill? OK, so that means Devontae is out. Uh, Gina, how do you see those top three? What do you like? You know, uh, Devontae Adams is fantastic, but we've already talked about the Rams defense and they may be a step slow and it's yes, going to be harder to play in the cold and all that, but it's still not the greatest matchup for him. Um, And so Tyreek Hill is really the guy that I would land on because he can just make huge plays and Cleveland has been solid this year, but they're also still susceptible to giving up big plays and he is the big play guy. And so I think Tyreek Hill is the guy that I'm going to hug I forget what these, <laughs> how do these designations work? I'll hug all three of them, but I, he, I will marry him to my lineup. How about that? There you go. There it is. Yeah, and you, you mentioned Tyreek Hill and the Browns and their their propensity for giving up uh, big plays. I mentioned the safeties before, and that's something that Tyreek mm-hmm. can really take advantage of. It's so hard to pass on Stephon Diggs, though. His price dropped from four hundred last week, uh, just because I guess it's. Baltimore. I, I don't necessarily understand that. Uh, obviously, AJ Brown had a decent day against them early, and then they made some adjustments, adjustments and kind of shut them down. And Brown only had uh, 83 yards and a touchdown on six catches. Not not necessarily bad, but not the type of bombastic production you're looking for. I think Diggs can definitely top that. So that that is a tough one. A tough one. And as we look to maybe save some money, if we're if we're going for one big option and then a, a cheaper one. I think some of the mid-range options there are are interesting. There's Robert Woods, Jarvis Landry is hanging around that type of area. Antonio Brown, uh, Kate, where what are you looking at from the mid-range guys here? I really like Robert Woods here. Um, I, I think that we have Cooper Cup, who is entering this matchup questionable. He left last week's game with a, a knee injury. Woods, though the matchup is going to be tough. If if we don't have Cooper Cup, are we projecting Jair Alexander will be in the the face of Robert Woods? I don't I don't really know, but um, I, I think that from a volume perspective, he might be a excellent option. And then Antonio Brown, he's been utilized heavily in the red zone. He's gonna he's gonna come up later in the conversation. I don't want to spoil it all, but okay. I, I am also liking Antonio Brown sitting at fifty four hundred dollars. You mentioned the the Bucks, and personally, I I'm scared as heck uh, of all three. Chris Godwin dealing with a, a hip slash quadriceps uh, injury. He was limited. He was limited in practice, had a bunch of uncharacteristic uh, drops last week. Mike Evans, of course, dealing with the hyperextended knee, still coming back from that to get to 100%. And then there's Antonio Brown. There's a lot of uh, mouths to feed in that offense. And not only that, speaking of mouths, one of the mouthiest defensive backs in the league in New Orleans, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, I feel like punching him right now, and I don't even know why, has just a, a real knack for getting guys ejected. He's like an all-pro team captain kind of guy. 
<laughs> so that's always going to be a, an interesting matchup to watch. But uh, Gina, as you look at the Bucks, or maybe as you look at some of the other mid-range options, what do you what do you think of this wide receiver group? So my answer when it comes to DFS is always Robert Woods. My husband and I just call him RW, but we both have had such like almost every time he lands in my lineup, he gives me you know sixteen to twenty points generally. Um, And so he's just, to me, he feels like a pretty safe play because he's pretty reliable and pretty consistent. Um, so yeah, that, that's always my answer. That, that makes it. I love, I love Woods and I think he's uh, underrated, got a well-deserved contract for him. Let's go to tight end. I think the, the, uh, main question is obvious here because the, the price disparity between number one and number two is so big. Travis Kelsey is at 7,800. Mark Andrews is the next uh, most costliest at 5,000, however you want to word that. Uh, but Travis Kelsey, are we embracing the chalk this week, Kate? Is it, is it a must-have? I am embracing the chalk. I actually think, uh, and this is mostly based on the fact that when you're looking at these other options, I don't think any of the top-tier uh, you know, the the most highly priced options are must plays um, at the quarterback position, running back position, wide receiver position. I don't think options. any of those top tier guys, you have a lot of options. And I think uh, you can save, you know, in, in those other positions that it makes Travis Kelsey stand out that much more. He is going to be, uh, I, I have no doubt that he's going to be the the number one target in this matchup. I, I have a feeling he's going to have a fantastic day. I like the game. I just think that for what you're getting with Travis Kelsey and that sort of consistency uh, paired with, you know, when you're looking at the other options, I'm I'm going to stick with the chalk here. What about Robert Tunyon? Because you said he's must play every week last week, but with Kelsey back, I think it does kind of change that statement a little bit. It does change. Kelsey changes everything, like, yeah. let's be honest. But if you're looking for a, a pivot play, uh, Robert Tunyon, he's, he's been – Mr. Reliable. From a value perspective, though, we got to talk about Austin Hooper sitting at $3,800 because that dude has been an absolute target machine. Uh, Again, I'm going to talk about him a little bit later, not to not to spoil things. But goodness, I like I like Austin Hooper a lot this week. Was targeted 11 times last last game, had 46 yards and a touchdown as well. So he's definitely going to get his opportunities. Gina, look, we could talk about these mid range guys all we want. I think I'm just going to make the easy choice <laughs> and, and go with Kelsey. What about you? Um, Actually, I really like the matchup for Mark Andrews against the Bills. Okay. They've been allowing about uh, close to 15 points to uh, opposing tight ends this season. Uh, so I, and especially for that cost differential, you know, it leaves you with a couple thousand dollars that you can invest in another position in a player that might be a little bit more of a sure thing that week so i yeah i like the matchup and mark andrews is the guy that i'm going with i like it all right so there you go some offensive playmakers for your dfs lineups as we enter the divisional round when we come back from break here on the football cheat sheet we'll get into some possible money line picks we'll get into over under prop bets for the week all that coming up next here on the football cheat sheet we'll be right back Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. 
instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we are back here on the Football Cheat Sheet brought to you by the SB Nation NFL Show. Michael Kist here with Gina Kelly and Clairvoyant Kate, Kate Majuk. Look, let's get into some, uh, we'll move on from DFS. We'll get into some some gambling here. And we were talking before the show, me, Kate, and, and Gina were, as we were kind of looking at these money lines. And all of a sudden, like, as we're looking at it, we're saying, none of these make any sense. Like, we're probably going to stay away from money lines this week. We really don't have anything. And then, like, we, re- we like, refresh the page, and we see that the Browns' money line is getting a little more enticing. Moves from plus uh, 350 to plus 400. Was that enough of a shift for you to to really eye the the Browns there, Kate? I'm a, I'm a little bit interested in in the Browns here. I think uh, the the line moving to plus four hundred uh, really sort of did it for me. I think you're looking at a team that has a lot of energy right now, a lot of momentum, um, and they're going up against the Chiefs, who just uh, came off a bye. We're forgetting that you know Patrick Mahomes didn't play Week 17, so he's had two weeks of, of not playing football, um, which, you know, might not necessarily be, uh, the end all be all, but, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, I wish I would have double checked the stat before I came in here. Um, I, I do think that there's only been, uh, three quarterbacks to rest, uh, in week 17 and then have a first round bye, mm. And two of those three have been losses and, mm. and, uh, the Super Bowl era, I, I think we uh, the, the the money line here is intriguing enough that the upside is high enough, and any given Sunday, baby, I'm 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 down. I, I won't ask you to call the money line here, Gina, but I will ask you on the uh, on the spread here. The Chiefs mm-hmm. are giving up ten points. Do you think the Brownies are able to keep pace in what might be a boat race here? Oh, I mean, we saw what they did last week against the Steelers, but the Steelers are not the Chiefs. Um, and the I Chiefs have had some serious issues covering all year. Like, is that, yeah, do we think that continues I, into the playoffs, essentially? Yeah, I think that the Browns can do it. They just have so many offensive weapons, and it seems like Baker Mayfield's gotten a lot more comfortable with spreading the ball around, which gives them a lot more opportunities for success. Yeah, I think that they can do it. Yeah, I think I think they're going to cover as well. I'm not going to be as bold as Kate with the money line there, but let, <laughs> let's take a look at some other games and maybe we'll get some uh, some some bets that I'm in on here. Let's go to to Rams Packers. When you when you look at the the spread, the the total points and the money line there, Kate, what what are you eyeing for that one? I'm looking at the over under. Um, I don't know how much I necessarily believe in the Rams offense, but they are facing the Packers who haven't been uh, necessarily a top uh, top tier passing defense uh, outside of J.R. Alexander. You're looking at, uh, you know, a, a Rams defense that does have Aaron Donald banged up again, not 
not actually listed on the injury report, but we know that uh, this rib cartilage injury can be painful. They might need to manage his reps. He might not be playing as physically, uh, which, I mean, God, Aaron Rodgers can put up 45 points on his own. I, I think the Rams paired with this defense can get the job done. Love it. The one I'm the one I'm looking at for for over under here. It's 57 points for. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to Browns Chiefs. It's 57 points. It's a ton. It's the most of the divisional slate. I really really think that this is a high scoring affair. You've got Andy Reid coming off of a bye with the best quarterback in the world, and the Browns have shown that they can put up put up points. So I think I I really like the over there. So I am gonna get a piece of that action with Browns Chiefs. I think I'm going to take the Browns to cover. I think it's over. Like on a, when you when you look at 57 points, 30 to 27. I don't know. I I just feel like it's going to be over that uh, in this one, especially when you look at the uh, the defenses as well. Let, let's get into some prop bets. Maybe what about uh, a wide receiver prop bet that you're eyeing, Kate? Do you see one that you like? I'm liking Navy's touchdowns this week. Uh, he's at plus uh, 225. He's had 10 red zone targets. Uh, over the last, uh, let me see, this is five games, second most among any wide receiver left playing in the divisional round. Uh, the only guy with more red zone targets in this span, Stephon Diggs. Um, and we know what Stephon Diggs is capable of. Uh, he's had five end zone targets, most among any wide receiver left in the divisional round. Uh, AB's being utilized heavily in that role by Tom Brady. Uh, they seem to be gaining more of that chemistry and I, I, I just, I like the odds here for the, um, for the touchdown. AB, let's do it. I'm going to go to quarterback here, and I'm gonna, I'll pitch this one to you, Gina, because I, th- I think I know what I'm going to do. There is an over/under prop bet for yards for Jared Goff. It is at 209.5 yards. Do you think Jared Goff goes over or under? Because I think I'm slamming the under on this one. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to take the under on this one. Um, Just with the temperature, when you're dealing with an injury and, you know, a surgically repaired thumb, that is going to hurt. Um, And that's going to just be really difficult for him, I think, to throw the ball. Uh, Yeah, I'm definitely taking the under on that one. That one is, it seems like a really easy call. Yeah, in three of his last four, he has gone under that 209.5. And that was, some of that was even before the thumb injury last week, of course, throwing for 155 yards, only nine for 19 against Seattle. So I think I'm going to smash the under on that one. Uh, Kate, do you agree there and any other uh, prop bets that that you're eyeing? I do agree there, especially with the effort that they've been putting into lately for just establishing the run. They're running cam makers into the ground. Uh, that that helps out Jared Goff, certainly. Uh, if you can really make a move to establish the run, that should open up things uh, in the secondary. But I, I'm I'm not, not buying into the fact that they're going to lean on Jared Goff that heavily, mm. uh, even from a volume perspective. Uh, matchup aside. So uh, I definitely like the under uh, last prop bet for me that I'm really liking Austin Hooper over thir- uh, 3.5 receptions. Kansas city has allowed the eighth most catches to tight ends over the season. Hooper has 37 targets over the last four games, 37 <laughs> and his over under, he hasn't hit uh, fewer than four receptions in that span. Um, I, I think this is sort of an, an easy grab for me. It, it feels like low-hanging fruit. 
So we, we've covered some uh, over-unders, some prop bets there. Let, let's get to the uh, the final part here. We got sleepers and locks. And Kate, I'll, I'll just let you roll right through it. Who are you sleeping on? Who are you, who are you, who are you, who are you locking into your lineup here in the divisional round? I'm, uh, I'm loving Devin Singletary this week, sitting at $4,500 against Baltimore. Uh, the thing about the Baltimore Ravens is they haven't necessarily been a, a shutdown run defense, but... Uh, you know, there have been certain game scripts where just teams don't have the luxury of time to run the ball. Um, but we're looking at this defense up against the Buffalo Bills who can't stop scoring points. The Bills don't need time to, to score points. Zach Moss out of the picture this week. Uh, we do have TJ Yeldon who's going to be active, but I think they are going to lean mostly on Devin Singletary, who's looked good on his touches. Um Devin Singletary sitting at $4,500 this week, which is just about the lowest price you can get for any uh, any running back. The, Rave, uh, the Ravens haven't allowed a ton through the ground over the last few weeks, but they haven't really played a, a ton of tough competition. Their, their last uh, game against, you know, maybe a, what's considered a tough runner uh, would be James Robinson in week 15, but he's been pretty banged up. Week 14, let's look at a team who knows how to run the ball. Um, they allowed the Cleveland Browns running backs to combine for 115 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, eight receptions, 98 receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown. That is four total touchdowns to these Browns running backs. And uh, if, you're, if you're not sold on Devin Singletary, let's just pair him with the fact that uh, you know, we'll look at uh, maybe Josh Allen is the Nick Chubb and uh, we'll call Devin Singletary a uh, cream triple light because he's not <laughs> he's not even cream light. But I, I think the situation's nice. I like the matchup. They're going to be able to keep up with Baltimore in terms of scoring. So I'm I'm down as my lock. I think this week, as we kind of talk through this, I, th I think I've just sold myself on the fact that I cannot miss out on Tyree Kill this week. I think the big I think the big plays are going to be there for him all over the place. Uh, Gina, any lock sleepers? Any last advice uh, before before we get out of here? Mm -hmm. uh, my sleeper is mm -hmm. a guy that we've talked about several times so far today, uh, Austin Hooper. Okay. I just think that you know he's been able to develop his chemistry with Baker Mayfield. We've seen his productivity increase over the last few weeks, especially, and you know the Chiefs have been a little bit susceptible to tight ends giving up yards and points to tight ends. So I'm going to go with him as my sleeper. Now on my lock, just hear me out. Baker Mayfield oh. because mm. he has so many weapons to spread the ball around to. I think that he will put up points. I do not think that the Browns will win. I don't think that it will be enough, but I think that Mayfield can put up enough points to win you your DFS matchup. So that is my sleeper of the week. 5,300 Kate. What do you, what do you, th what do you think about that play? I'm, I'm not <laughs> brave enough. I, it's, it's kind of <laughs> odd because I'm brave enough to, uh, to, to play the money line, but Honestly, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm not telling any of our listeners to put a ton of money on that, but it's just enough uh, high enough odds for me that I'm I'm liking that play. But I don't know. I'm not brave enough for the Baker Mayfield. I'd rather go for the chalk. I just I, I'm obsessed with Josh Allen and the Bills. I'm I'm playing all the Bills. Just get me a lineup <laughs> with all of the Bills. <laughs> I think that's going to be my lineup for our, our, our contest this week. Yeah, jo jo I'm, I'm probably going to go go back to the well on Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs there, if I'm being honest with you, especially with the price drop on, on Diggs. That makes it uh, really, 
really intriguing. Okay, who wants to tell us where to find us on uh, on social and about the the contest that we have? Who, who wants to take this one this week? Go for it, Kate. All right, all right, <laughs> everybody. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow me, Kate at FF Ball Blast. You can follow Gina at Gina Thomas and Kissed. Uh, I don't actually have your your Twitter handle here. Whoa, Michael Kissed NFL. Uh, at uh, that's K I S T like Sun Kissed. NFL because that's actually go. my mother's maiden name was NFL, so it's actually it's hyphenated, <laughs> but you can't put that in your handle. <laughs> uh, I know Twitter is very very strict, yes. especially if you have that blue check mark about getting your name uh, very precise. So yeah. uh, <laughs> Michael kissed NFL. Uh, come play DFS with us. We have a standard lineup, fifty k salary cap, ten people. You can compete against us. Come beat our butts. Uh, we'll do multiple leagues if there's enough interest. There's a $10 buy-in, top three payout. Uh, Gina will be posting that later again. That's at mm-hmm. Gina Thomas on Twitter. Uh, be sure to subscribe via your favorite podcast platform, iTunes, Spotify. Drop your fantasy DFS gambling questions in the comments. Please consider leaving us a five-star review. And as Kiss said earlier, steal your girlfriend's phone, your boyfriend's phone. <laughs> uh, steal your mom's phone. That's fine. Leave us a five-star review there if you're feeling so generous. Thank you all for joining us, and be sure to join us for Monday Football Monday, where Pete Sweeney, RJ Ochoa, and Michael Kiss will break down all of Sunday's action. We will catch you next time. Just doing a quick scroll here on Twitter to make sure we haven't missed any breaking news. We're good. All right. Gentle listeners, go dominate. Ochoa. (laughs) Have yourselves today. Ochoa. (laughs)